0: A service of good feet. Tom Barfield, Ward White, San Aaron Sexton, we're glad you're with us as we welcome Travis Brown for the Eagle into the program. Travis, good afternoon, man. We appreciate your time. What's going on, guys? How are y'all? Doing terrific. Uh, let's just dive right into the, the, the Kent State game. What was your big takeaway in that uh, 41-10 to win?
1: I mean, I think the, the initial thing that everybody was excited about and what they were looking to see is what Haynes King, the new uh, starting quarterback, would do. And it, it wasn't perfect by any means through three interceptions, but I think that the, the hype around Haynes King was the kind of electricity, the spark in, in, in playmaking he was able to be, he is able to do with his arm and his legs. And I think people saw that. I, I think that it was uh, it is easy to see that the kid could have a pretty bright future with the Aggies. Uh, just needing to clean up a few of those kind of, uh, of of rookie mistakes.
0: Two touchdowns, three picks in the game for Haynes. Now, sometimes the stat sheet doesn't always tell the story. You know that uh, were all three of those picks on him, or were there some route run wrong, or were there some tip balls? I mean, were were all three on him?
1: Uh, the, the the third one probably wasn't really on him. It was a tip ball at the line uh, that that just floated. Into the uh, defensive backs' arms. The the first two were 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 definitely passes that were tried were forced a little bit and and probably thrown a little bit behind the receivers. One of them deflected off a defender and then into another defender's arms. The other one was just a true uh, interception, bad bad throw. So um, it's it's not like a it was just a full blown what are you doing here kind of thing. It, It was. Uh, plays that you know uh, an inch or two here or there he he might have actually made something happen a, a little bit of a gunslinger mentality but um but yeah I mean I would I would for sure chop two of them up to to him and uh and then the third one probably uh just some bad luck Isaiah Spiller puts his name up in the charts in the 18th uh with 2,000 yards and this guy at running back, does that make things easier for Keane to kind of navigate his way through this Aggie offense? Well, not only that, but then you also have Jalen Weirmeyer, who is a uh, a postseason trophy uh, candidate, maybe one of the best tight ends in the country. That's a good uh, security blanket, and then Anaya Smith in the slot, uh, a, a, who also can play in the backfield a little bit. I mean, he has – that that's the other thing, if you want to kind of go back to the first question, that, that we kind of looked at each other and said, this is the most weapons that A&M has had probably in, in the last five years since I've at least been down here uh, all around King. Really, King is the, the question mark, and he showed that um, that, that he, he can make some plays. But, yeah, the weapons around them are, are huge. Not to mention you have both Isaiah Spiller and Devon A. Chain um, uh, in in that backfield that, that can take some uh, take some reps for each other and and keep each other fresh as the season goes on. It is it, a pretty the cabinet's pretty full for the Aggies, and I think that was on display on Saturday.
0: We mentioned Spiller. We mentioned A Chain. They they both rush for a hundred yards or, or, or more in the ball game, but yet you still threw it thirty three times.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, Jimbo Fisher always has, has been. Uh, uh, adamant that they're going to have a balanced offense, that, that they're going to run the ball and they're going to throw the ball, establish the run to, to open up the passing game um, and the fact that, that especially in this game where they played a team that yeah, it was against Mac opponents, but they came in as the the number one scoring offense from last season, wanted to play at tempo, wanted to, to move the ball and, and turn it into a shootout. Uh, Jimbo Fisher's typical style is ball possession football, and he wants to slow it down, wants to help his defense out by keeping the offense on the field as long as they can. So they ran a lot of plays, and to be able to do that, you have to be able to to run the ball and then throw the ball and, and and throw the ball especially on third down in those kind of situations and and A and M I believe coming out of week one at least as of yesterday was the, the best in the country in third down percentage uh, they trying to pull it up here they, uh, they 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 I believe were like six for thirteen um, on on third down uh, the other day and so uh, excuse me nine for thirteen. And and so yeah, third down passing was a was a and third down passing with a lot of yards to go was pretty pretty good for the Aggies on Saturday as well. Travis on the defensive side against the run, the Aggies had a little bit of problem with the quarterback scramble. Was that a fit problem or was that just the ability of the quarterback? Yeah. uh, Fisher kind of attributed that to two things. One, the defensive ends not really getting a good penetration in the pocket, getting too far upfield and not getting a lot of a lot of pressure in on the quarterback, uh, opening up some lanes. And two, they actually, because Kent State was such a pass-happy offense, they actually ran out there with uh, what I would assume is kind of their dime package. It was really a 4 a one uh out there on 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 defense and um that one linebacker for the most part it it rotated on who that was was a spy he said that a lot of times those guys you know first game first time getting opponent we're trying to dive in and get the tackles uh too often playing a little too aggressively instead of kind of holding their ground and pushing them towards the unblocked defenders for support and that kind of opened up some running lanes up the middle uh for that quarterback rush so it might have been a little bit schematic towards because they don't they 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 play a a four two five normally, which is kind of a, a typical nickel defense. That's their base. So they're going a little more dime this time. And They probably won't do that again until you see. Um mississippi state or old miss or something like that down the line so it might it, it might have been a little schematic but but certainly something that they want to look at and fix and something they brought up uh coming into this next game
0: travis we know coaches are never happy that's that's just their that's just their their style but what was jimbo's thoughts after the game about the overall play of the defense look three points in the first quarter and a touchdown in the fourth quarter that's that's all the wrecking crew gave up
1: he wasn't happy because he said they weren't necessarily playing physical enough. He didn't like that they gave over 200 yards rushing uh, in the game and, and uh, uh, kind of were letting them uh, get back – not get back into the game, but get back into some rhythm there at the end of the game. It, 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 you know, they wouldn't have covered the spread if it wasn't for two missed field goals at the end, which you want to talk about bad beats um, if you were uh, betting uh, Kent State to cover on that one. But, uh, yeah, after the game he wasn't – super happy with, with the physicality that they played with and, and said there was definitely room to improve there. Uh, but I, I think you ha- you do have to say that, that the defensive secondary played pretty well. Um, that was, I mean, they they had a great defense overall last year. You can't fault either side, but they had a really good rush defense last year, and the pass defense was uh, about mid to, to a little bit less mid-100s in the, in the country. And so um, they, they really showed, a lot against a team that really likes to pass the ball a lot and that was even without miles jones the starting cornerback and one of their veteran leaders uh out there at boundary corner um for for the Aggies. so uh, definitely room to improve but um i think that that it was a, a decent start the crowd for the first time full capacity in almost two years at kyle field what was that atmosphere like finally for the aggies it was electric, and especially with the fact that they recreated that uh, post 9/11 red, white, and blue out that they did 20 years ago, um, with you know the the bottom section blue, the middle section white, and the upper deck red, and it was it was a really cool look. I, I have to admit, even Jimbo Fisher said he had never seen anything like that. And uh, one of uh, one of the photographers who was down there in the field got a picture of Anaya Smith when he first came out of the tunnel in the warm-ups, and he had this his jaw literally dropped as you saw him looking out and seeing. Uh, how that all looked i mean it was it was really uh really electric and and probably about one of the biggest crowds i've seen for one of these early season uh directional school type games um, and, and, and into the game as i've seen it in a long time
0: up next is colorado so what did what did jimbo say that he would like to see cleaned up as they go into game two
1: yeah, I think that definitely a focus on the rush game uh, and and what they can do defensively against that, and uh, just continual continued progress with with, with Haynes King. I, I'm curious myself in looking a little bit more at what the offensive line can do. They were actually really really fantastic other than two holding calls in the game on Saturday an offensive line that replaced four people from last year. Uh and so but again that was against a, a Kent State defense. I'd like to see what they're able to do against a Pac-12 a, PAC a Power 5 uh, defensive front and see how that that continuity has gelled. I I know looking back at like 2017 they had to replace a lot of offensive linemen and that was just trying to find five guys that could do the job and which five guys do it best. This is an offensive line that there's been guys who have been waiting their turn um, and, and they've been waiting to see what these guys can do when it, their turn came and there's a, so there's a little bit of difference. I guess that's a little more reloading than, than uh, 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 rebuilding kind of format and I, I'm curious to see how well they can manage against probably a little bit stouter competition on that defensive front.
0: Travis Brown from the Eagle. Man, we do appreciate your time. Thanks so much for all the insight and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: You got it, guys. Thanks.
0: Hey, have a great day. That is Travis Brown. Good-